Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel L. Conan and Dennis Dick. A lot going on today. Overnight weakness in China as it relates to the independence of Hong Kong. That was weighing on markets, but is not really anymore. They bought the dip again this morning. We'll talk earnings from NVIDIA, Alibaba, Foot Locker, Splunk, uh, and more as well. And we've got some positive commentary on Moderna from Dr. Fauci that is helping things this morning as well. Our guest today is Jason Rasnick. He's the founder of Benzinga. He will join us at 8.35, 8.45, excuse me. Uh, and if we have time, guys, I did come up with some trivia if we want to go that route. I, I was up late last night coming up with some questions, so that could be a potential segment here for later in the show. I have some trivia questions for you all if we want to get to that. Joel, what is the word here in the overnight session? It's been interesting. Wow. Whew. Big old range. Uh, up six handles at 29.43. Uh, we had a rally uh, early, took us to 29.52.50, and then we fell nearly 50 handles probably on that Hong Kong news Falling all the way through Tuesday's low, which was 29.0850. Actually, that was Wednesday's low, to 29.03 and a quarter. And boom, we are right back up 10 points off the highs of the session. So we'll keep an eye on that pre-market high, 29.5250. Kind of, that was kind of like an area where we bumped up against a lot intraday yesterday. So I don't have like a great level there. But uh, we'll see continuation to that pre-market high. Not much up there. Uh, the high close of the rebound could be another target for you folks. 29.68.50. 
Our crude, after a couple really good up days in the red here by a buck 42 at 32.51, made a high at 34 right off that open. 33 open, 34 high, fell to 30.72. I don't know if that was on the Hong Kong news or not, but uh, over a three buck range in crude early. We have gold up $11.20 at 17.33.10. Silver going the same way, 17.48, that's up 11.6 cents. Bitcoin, quiet here, $300 range, up $120 at $9,195. We'll bring in Triple D. Triple D, you could have been light a lunch if we had actually executed that bet because it did trade to my dem number overnight. But oh, I wouldn't count overnight. It would have to be during the oh, regular session. Count. I would have put that in the footnote of the bet. Yeah. You got to read the fine print, y'all. All right, the fine uh, print. Anyways, we did not execute the bet, but um, this is why. Because you get those overnight pajama traders that don't know what the hell they're doing. And, you know, maybe sometimes I'm one of those, but I feel like I sometimes know what I'm doing. I tell you, I wouldn't have been selling the S&P down 40 handles last night because of Hong Kong. Let's, let's put this in perspective. We've got a global pandemic that was killing, you know, I know it's not killing quite as many, but killing 2,000 people a day in the U.S., killing people around the world. And the market doesn't sell off on that. You think we're selling off because Hong Kong doesn't want to be independent? I mean, no, 40 they, handles? They, they, a little bit of sell-off, yes. 40 handles? That was overdone. So not surprising that we've come back. So the, the news here this morning is that Hong Kong uh, still, as usual, wants to be independent. But uh, the Chinese government passed a national security law uh, overnight uh, that was strong enough to actually get some condemnation from the U.S. Uh, from the from the U.S., which is a big deal. So this national security law comes on the heels of six months of protests uh, in Hong Kong and trying to trying to clamp down on that now. And it, the U.S. said they would threaten stabilization in the region. So that's the, that was the reason for the that's the reason for the weakness in in, in China today. And obviously, if we look at the FXI, you can see the FXI down significantly at 2%. To pull the S&Ps down 40 handles, which would be 1.3, 1.4%, that's a pretty big sympathy move from overnight markets. Now, you know, does it have any right to come all the way back to flat here? I'm not sure about that either. But again, this market finds a silver lining in anything. So it's a tough fight for the bears. I guess if you're out there overnight, you were successful if you were buying overnight. You're selling overnight. You're doing it wrong. Don't sell those dips, guys. Those dips are to be bought, I think, because this market still feels like it wants to go higher here. Um, just looking, you know, at the trading action yesterday, one thing, you know, that the bears can chew on and give them a little bit of fodder is that some of the Momo names started to actually show some weakness again yesterday. You saw Amazon trading down $50. You saw a lot of, um, you know, the other stocks that have been holding up very well, like Netflix trading significantly lower yesterday so you did see some rotation but again it wasn't completely out of the market because what you know was you know when money's flowing out of something it isn't going to cash it was actually going into some of the dogs and the laggards you saw boeing getting a nice lift yesterday we talked about that in the pre-market again boeing is up here this morning so that trade you know if you're looking at it you know and obviously i was like the 125.80 it was a little bit far of a stop for me but there's buyers in here, and I think there is room to 150 on Boeing, barring a headline, and you do get headlines. So massive headline risk still in Boeing. But from a technical basis, some of these dogs are starting to bark again. Yeah, I noticed that too when we were – oh, the retail. Did you see the retail yesterday? 
Did you see what Limited Brands did yesterday? Holy mackerel. I mean, off that report, too. That was, uh, yeah, went into the retail. Uh, optimism on that. We got some uh, got other reports to cover today, though. Uh, we, can, we can go to retail. Yeah, there's one major retailer. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I want to go to retail. I'd rather go to NVIDIA. I meant, in, I meant earnings. I didn't oh. so much retail earnings. Sorry about that, Spence. All right, there, there's wanna... retail earnings, too. Uh, but there is a ton no, of let's companies. Let's do NVIDIA. Isn't Bob supposed to report this morning? Bob is out, Bob, yeah. Is Bob out? Yeah, Bob is out. They probably picked a bad day to report. Not that it's their fault. But uh, Alibaba is out. It blew the numbers away. Holy mackerel. Uh, yeah, just EPS was a buck thirty versus an eighty-seven cent estimate. Wow, that's a huge beat. Yeah. Sales of sixteen point one four versus fifteen point two billion dollars. So they they beat yeah. the estimates on the sales and the earnings per share hand, handedly. Uh, what else did they, did they say? They said in March 2020, uh, the China retail marketplace had 846 million mobile monthly active users. I can't even wrap my head around that. That's such a big number. Wow. Okay. They blew it away. The numbers are incredible. I don't think I may, it, the numbers matter today. Maybe they what? do. Did the stock pop on this originally, Joel? Let me take a look here. I, I was not paying attention to Bob at 710 this morning. Uh, it's only trading up for. Well, maybe I should have been. Ah, uh, boom, boom! I gotta change my my custom filter here. My custom chart. Boy, just look at the chart that's right on there. Yeah, you don't I have mean, to do I that. mean, it, she's it, got it, on there. It popped on. It this. did. I just tried to give you the number, Dennis. Be a little bit patient oh. here this morning. I'm a trader. Uh, I'm not patient. It it got to two fifteen oh five, so it did pop. Did this thing go down to two oh five overnight too? Ahead uh, of the print. I'm looking at that chart. Uh, yeah. So, yes. Yep. Yep. Two oh five, right on the. So they hammered it. They hammered it overnight because of Hong Kong, and then obviously you know the numbers were good, so they brought it back up. I mean, the one concern here is China's got some issues here right now. We've got obviously this protest going on, and you know, is Hong Kong going to be independent, or what's happening there? So, and then you've got this other you know headline coming, you know, about delisting Chinese companies. So there's some worries you know on the political front here for some of these chinese companies those earnings were awesome i it's the only stock i own in my long-term portfolio direct from china i'm gonna probably stick with it i think i bought it at 140 bucks and so and this was like a year a year ago maybe I, i'm sticking with it i'm sticking with alibaba just because i want some exposure to china and i feel like it's best in breed and those numbers are awesome so could it go down they... on this political front? Yeah, like maybe I'm not necessarily coming in and buying more here, but if it was to dip significantly because of the political concerns, I think it's an opportunity. Should have got out of bed early, Dennis. You could have caught that thing at uh, four fifteen, and it traded some like almost seventeen thousand, eighteen thousand. Yeah, wow. Two oh six, eleven, two oh five, and when then... they decided they were selling every stock on the planet, that this was yeah. the start of the new recession, and yeah. you know they were proven wrong four hours later. <laughs> Buy the dip. Uh, Buy the dip. Wake up. Next, I got to set an alarm. The SPs are down 40. I'm just going to set an alarm to get up or, you know, maybe have an algorithm just buy, just blindly buy. I mean, it seems to work. I mean, obviously, you know, maybe I'm going to be on that one day. Maybe the headlines are going to be really bad, but, <laughs> and, and you'll buy it down 40 and we'll be down 80. But I mean, this is like Groundhog Day around here. Every time pull back significantly, the buyers just come right in. Too much cash. Too much cash. In the stock. I'm sitting with 71% cash in my long-term portfolio. 
So I'm sitting with too much cash here. I'm the one calling for the markets to go higher and I've got too much cash. So, you know, I look to put that to work when we get pullbacks, some of it. But again, the reason I have a lot of cash is because I still think, you know, my long-term portfolio, I'm not looking at, you know, where are we going in the next hour or two. I'm trying to look at where we're going in the next year. And I think the next year is going to be still some rocky road ahead. But a lot of people think that. And maybe they're wrong. Maybe we're just going to go to all. I could see a scenario where we could go to all-time highs. Can you see that scenario? Anything can happen in this Anything market. Anything can happen in this market. 21450. I mean, we start reopening, people don't get sick. We'll there get you go. Highs. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. If people don't pay their mortgages or their credit cards, it really doesn't. It doesn't really make a difference. It doesn't make a difference to the market. They go up on that. That's probably good news. I mean, yeah, it's probably good news. I mean, when you look at this market, Disney is the poster child for this market. It really is. I mean, they're going to reopen these parks and they're going to be a third of capacity if they can even get a third of people to go into these parks because we know if, if you want to get sick, you go to a place where everybody congregates from around the world. And... I just think like it's going to be a place where people aren't going to want to go for a while. Uh, I love Disney. I love the franchise, but I got to think people aren't going to go there, but I don't know if it matters because I think they look at Disney and they say, you know what? Five years from now, Disney will be just fine. Maybe that's what the market's pricing in. Five years from now, it probably is just fine. Maybe they don't care about the next year. Maybe the market is just saying we're right off the next year. We know the next year is going to suck for Disney, but it's not going out of business and all likelihood they'll have a very easy time raising cash because they're Disney. They probably aren't going to even have to go to terms that Boeing did or that UAL was trying to go to. The terms will probably be very favorable because it's Disney. So you look at it from that perspective and you think, okay, well, if this year is just going to be a one-off write-off because of the virus, maybe, you know, in two years we're back to normal and every, the parks are packed and, and that's it. So that's the bull scenario. And that's why you'd be buying it at 118 because I can't understand why it's trading at 118. So they just don't care about this year. They're writing this year off. Second quarter is going to be a disaster. Third quarter is going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster probably for a year. But the market seems to be fine. Forward-looking. The market is forward The market looking. is way forward-looking. We used to say it looks forward six months. I think it's looking forward farther than that. It's looking past the virus and saying this is not the end of the world. We are going to get past this. That's why we need to buy stocks because eventually everything is going to be normal again. That's probably the case. It's probably right. I don't know the timing of that. I thought that, you know, the market wouldn't price out two years from now. Apparently it does. So wrong on my part. You know what? On pullbacks on stocks, I'll be a buyer too. So again, the way I rebuild my portfolio is I buy stocks, you know, that I like on dips. CyberArk was a stock that was on my list for a long time. I had it on the list. Remember I was writing it down. It had the huge dip on the earnings. I waited a couple of days for the dust to settle. It stopped going down here now. So I've nibbled into CyberArk. That was as of two or three days ago. So that's how I'll rebuild it is, you know, looking at individual companies that I like when they pull back significantly on earnings, I'll buy them. And you're going to get other opportunities. I mean, we had 40 point off, we had 40 points overnight that, you know, a lot of money managers probably used to re, you know, that's why we're right back up. So I'm still scared of the overall that it's not going to be rosy and the next year is not going to be pretty and we're going to have some more fear. And that's why I'm still sitting with a ton of cash. But as a trader, I don't want to be short. It's what makes a market, right? I, I just don't see, the, you know, when we're going to rally, how bad is it going to get? The second wave could be bad, but I don't see the next month. Really think about, you know, we're reopening. There's a lot of good news to come. This Hong Kong stuff will be, you know, that's, that's minor in my opinion. 
So, you know, there's a lot of good news to come. Like, we're going to start seeing more. You know, they were rallying Disney five points because they opened Disney Springs. Well, they're going to open the parks. The, the, the mayor of, of Orange County or whatever they it was. They approved something for Universal yesterday. Yeah, for Universal. Right? And they asked him on CNBC. To, and he says, I expect to get Disney's, you know, proposal next week. And in all likelihood, they're going to approve it. So Disney's going to reopen those parks probably in the next few weeks. So it's not going to be the end of the year. Are they going to be packed? I doubt it. How's Shanghai doing? Do we know? I don't know. We know the first day was pretty good, but I think besides that, um, we were concerned. I mean, about... they're still at at most thirty percent capacity. So, at yeah. Most. Just I mean, to they're still going to be burning cash at these numbers for a while. But again, it's Disney, so the market doesn't seem to care. Just real quick, finishing up on uh, Alibaba here. Uh, just if you're looking for, you've had a big rally off that pre-market low. Yesterday's clo- uh, close was 212.16. We seem to be dancing around that. So if you're looking for a rally, you want to see it hold the close. Uh, I'll just go with 214.58. That was the high from uh, yesterday. And then, you know what? In the pre-market, you popped the 215.05. So They'll sell out there lurking that 215 area. So we'll keep it on that. If you're a Baba trader, seven points off that uh, early 415 AM low. And then let's go to NVIDIA, which cannot do anything wrong. And you know what? Any type of a dip, even a couple of bucks, and they're all over I this thing. That. Yeah, it's the worst sale that I, 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 I probably out of all the sales I made in my long-term portfolio, this is the one I almost regret the most because I bought this saying I'm going to hold this for a long time. And I could held it for less than a year, and the virus spooked me out of this one. And I'm really mad at myself, and I don't think I'm ever getting it back. I know on Shopify, I was, you know, I'm mad about that one too. I'm just mad right now. But on Shopify, I'm, I'm you know, I, I sold that because I thought it had went up too much. On Nvidia, I was just, we weren't out of the woods yet. This was at the, you know, three, three, four, five days when I had that 80 point rally in a matter of like three days from the lows. And I was like, okay, I'm going to re get this thing at the lows, and I'm going to, you know, restrike on it. And I was wrong. I, I had a chance to get it back where I sold it because I sold like 240, but I never rebought it. Now it's 354, and I'm kicking myself. If this thing was to ever pull back to 300, I'd probably want it. But it, you know, chips, the chip strength was going to be there. So hold the good companies, sell the crap on the rallies. That's what you know I was doing wrong. So as a trader and investor, as a trader, I'm a pretty. I feel like I do pretty well. As an investor, jury's still out. You know, I screw up a lot of trades. I get out of them too soon. The trader in me comes in. And, you know, takes the investor hat and throws it out the window and then puts the trading hat on. And I trade out of a stock that I wanted to hold for a long time. It's tough. It's tough to be a trader and an investor. I'll give you the numbers here for NVIDIA. Yeah, go ahead. Adjusted EPS, a buck 80 versus a buck 68 estimate. Sales of 3.08 versus $2.98 billion. So they beat on both numbers in the first quarter. They also gave Q2 sales guidance at $3.65 billion, plus or minus 2%. That is still above the estimate at $3.15 billion. So they had good earnings and good sales guidance. It, it's a good report and you would think okay well it's priced for perfection maybe it pulls a take two or, or something but this isn't take two this is nvidia and this is a stock that every tech investor wants so um they're not going to say it's priced for perfection they just come in and they buy um it's had a it's had a ridiculous run the stock has doubled in a month and a half you're buying at 354 you're definitely buying somebody else's profits but I think this thing could go to 400 bucks. I think, you know, I think there's still room to the upside. It's a loved stock. It's probably best in breeding the chips and chips aren't going away. So they're in everything. And, you know, the gaming aspect of it helps them as well. So 
And heads, NVIDIA wins. Tails, NVIDIA wins. I'd be a buyer of a pullback. I want a pullback. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I'm hoping eventually there'll be some type of macro headline that brings the stock down. But as of right now, the stock is still hot. Uh, big old range on this, right on the uh, uh, headline number. That range was 345.5 to 353.15. Um, and then you start to you're bouncing around pretty good. Uh, you know who's not happy about this report? Straddle riders or straddle buyers. Straddle buyers. Straddle buyers have had a real bad earnings season. They really did. I mean, we had a few instances where stocks went, but a lot of times the fade trade was the play. And you don't want the fade trade to be happening if you're a straddle buyer. And straddle riders must have been kicking butt and taking names. Because there was a lot of stocks that had a lot of premium baked in and didn't have significant moves. This is for uh, this thing's moved around pretty good. It just recently popped up to three fifty eight, and you've backed off. So I have a feeling this is going to chop around a lot. What's the high? The all time high is three sixty three fifty. But I'm going to give you another number. I'm going to give you three fifty eight eighty. That was the all time closing high. That was on Wednesday. So, I mean, it's not a great number. It's not a poor number, but that's, you know, that's where the, the big boys are marked. That's the highest price. I'd use that. Right now, it's a little bit of resistance, but could easily go see, take out 62.10 and then, you know, two highs there and then 63.5. But I like 53.58.80, your old-time closing high from Wednesday. Jump over. Lots of stocks. Let's go to Palo Alto Networks because this one was interesting as well. And this obviously cybersecurity name that is very loved as well. Big pop here. We are getting close to all-time highs in P-A-N-W. Give us the numbers, Mr. Israel. Yeah, this was really good. So uh, the Q3 just EPS, a buck seventeen for say ninety-three cent estimate. I'll pull up the chart here as well. Uh, sales eight hundred and sixty-nine versus eight hundred and twenty-nine million dollars. So in, uh, sales and earnings beat for PANW in the third quarter. They also gave guidance, which is always good to see. They gave Q4 EPS guidance uh, a range of a buck thirty-seven to a buck forty. That itself was above the estimate. The sales guidance they gave was also above the estimate. They gave guidance for the quarter and for the fiscal year. And for the fiscal year, their EPS guidance was also above the estimate, and their sales guidance was also above the estimate. So they gave guidance above the estimate across the board wow. on top of an earnings and sales beat in the third quarter. Yeah, awesome quarter, awesome company. Pullbacks to be bought in Palo Alto Networks too, in my opinion. I traded this a few times last night. I traded from the short side once because I just felt like it, it went up so much and it got up to like 247. I actually got short in the 246. You could see it start cooling off, and that's just tape reading, but I could see it start cooling off, and that's on the initial candle that I, I, I yeah, traded. Yeah, I at. see that. So, it, it, But that candle was a good 15 minutes. Are those 15 minute candles we're looking at? Yes. Yeah, okay. I was guessing it. So, anyways, um, I got short at 246 and change. Half size position because these things are wicked. So you got you can't go full size on something like that after after print. Um, and then you know I took it off my screen for a bit, and then so I ended up covering part of it two forty three, and I got the other part covered right on that low tick Joel two thirty eight. So which what? Is un- Did you get it on the way up or the way down? No, it was coming in, and they could see two thirty eight was an iceberg. People were just buying it there. No, so no, I'm like, talking okay. on the way up, on the way up. No, I let it top out. I I don't like buy, like just shorting be the first one. So it started to stall out. You could see it stalling out. Like it looked tired. It was like 
and you know, it was a great report. So it wasn't a matter of, you know, I, I, I thought I was going to give it all back. Um, but I thought just it was a little overdone for the initial candle. So, you know, sometimes I do trade the earnings. And again, with a smaller size, because you can really get blown away on that stuff. But, you know, I let it top out and then it pulled back in. And then I was like, you know, you know what I do is I say, okay, if it pops, if it, if it pops below the after hours high, that's where I'm going to get out. So I stopped myself out there. I never took any heat on it. Good. Um, it was like 246, 246 and a half or something. Good, yeah, because like it went to 4766. Yeah, so and I shorted after that. Good. So again, I let it go. And I, ne I never took any heat after that. So because it was already starting to leak. And then they talked, they, they talked on Fast Money, and I think Guy Adami was saying he'd be taking profits. And it's amazing how much his commentary moves it. And I believe that's when it, it really started to sell off down to the 238. And then Kramer comes on a Mad Money. So then I covered. And then Kramer comes on a Mad Money. On his last thing he says, he says, I think Palo Alto is going to 300. And on that news, it popped three bucks in like 30 seconds after he said that. So it's amazing, you know, how much they push these stocks around. And Jim Cramer is widely, widely followed. It just shows you how much retail participation we have right now. Like the Cramer moves are bigger than they've ever been. Like when we talked about the Josh Brown thing yesterday, it's bigger than it's ever been. And why is that? Because I think you have a lot more people actually trading right now. You know, day trading at Robinhood, day trading at different, you know, companies right now. Because they're sitting at home and they're looking for ways to make money. And they're looking at CNBC. What do I do next? What do I do next? They don't know what to do. They're trying to learn. Somebody says buy on CBC, they buy. Somebody says sell on CBC, they sell. So it's, you know, we've always seen that to a certain extent, just not at these levels yeah. where, you know, like a Josh Brown can move a stock three bucks in 30 seconds or Kramer moves a stock three bucks in 30 seconds. Again, Palo Alto was on earnings, so that's not completely out of the realm. But it's amazing how much these stocks get pushed around from just random commentary on CBC. Uh, it won't last forever like that. Uh, 40, I gave you the pre-market high, 47.66. Working your way back there now, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty close, but I think that'd be a good target. And then you have to go to your monthlies. Uh, and on your monthlies, your next monthly high comes in closer to 250. Uh, actually, well, 47.73, no, 251.51. That was your February high. So if you're looking for a target beyond the pre-market high, there's a monthly high for you. Um, really found a good buyer at 38. So if you get a pullback there, at least there was a buyer at that time. Uh, so you can use that as intraday support. And then just, uh, just talking about what you talked about with that Josh Brown thing, <laughs> did you see what Expedia did uh, in the regular session? When the real money came in. Oh, man. And, and this is a consideration. <laughs> And Joel, here, well, you, well, you tell what it did, and you know, I'll tell you why. Yeah, I mean, it popped up. It got the love on uh, closing bell. Uh, it stayed and up then there. It stayed the, up most of the afternoon. Yeah, hours it stayed up there. Yeah. Stayed up there. Peeled back a little bit. And then when the real money came in at 930, yeah. It, yeah. They, they flushed the it. toilet, man. They flushed it. Whooshed. It went from $83. Look at that. Look at that opening candle. It opened right at the highs, right around 83 bucks, And within 10 minutes was down at 76. And that's going to show you, you have a lot of people retail, maybe just jumping in because somebody likes it on CNBC and they're buying it up. The real money institutions, think about your big institutions. They're not sitting there after hours. They're managing somebody else's money. You think an institution, you know, and traders are sitting there at 530 at night you know, trading their, their, their managed money. Very few. 
because they're sitting at home with their too families. Big. Too big. They're not. Yeah. yeah, they're busy with their families and stuff. They're you know they're 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 sitting. These people are making you know some of these institutional money managers making millions of dollars a year. They're not sitting there, or, or even more than that. They're not sitting there at six o'clock at night. You know, trying to make twenty, trying to make a, you know an extra thousand bucks or a couple thousand bucks off of an Expedia report. They come in; they're already at home with their families. You know, they're they're sitting with their kids. Yeah, they're probably they're working at home. They're probably working. Well, they could home. be work, but they're not working at six o'clock at night. They're yeah. not. So that's why we always say the real money comes in at nine. Well, they're not trading. The institute. They're not trading. The institutions are coming in and they're making their say at nine thirty. And that's why you say, what the hell happened? How can a stock be at $83 Expedia the entire after-hour session pre-market and then tank within seconds down to 76? Because the real money looked at that report and said it's crap. And on, I'm taking all my profits out of this thing right now and selling it. And they did. And it sold very, very quickly. So, you know, yes, there's probably some institutional money managers that trade after hours. I'm not saying it's every institutional money manager, but there's probably 90% of the institutional money managers of big money doesn't trade after hours. And there's two reasons behind that. One, I just cited with, you know, their family. You know, they're not sitting at six o'clock at night. They want to have dinner with their family. They're, you know, they're all crazy like I am. Two <laughs> is, two is that they have too much price impact. I mean, if you want to sell 100,000 shares of Expedia, and you're not going to get it done after hours. You're going to move that thing, you know, 10% trying to get out of that. They know that. But you can get done at the open. You can get done on pretty good size. And obviously, that first candle's vicious. But you can get done on a lot bigger size when the market's open than when the market's closed. Yeah. And um, also, you know, for that matter, I mean, it was just a bad report. People got caught. Get, they got a little faith, you know, off the open, you know, open 82.59. It was like, okay, okay. 83.11. And then once it come back down through that open, Matt, it just, it was straight down. But I just thought that that was interesting. It did recover a little bit. Uh, now it's trading up in the pre-market 77 at 77.76. Uh, but man, oh man, some really some technical damage done in that stock yesterday. So not expecting a, Big a quick, time. quick, quick, uh, quick Everybody who bought that thing pre-market after hours like, oh, just come back to 81, 82. I hope please, you get my money please, back. Please, please, please come back. Let's be honest. You know, this has had an incredible run. This Expedia has doubled. It's doubled since the low. It hit $40.76. One month later, it was trading $82. That's a double. If you're coming in and buying it now, you are buying somebody else's profits in a stock that is based on travel. It's in ground zero. It's like an airline because you know what? Expedia is the one that does hotels and all that. It is ground zero. TripAdvisor, Booking, Expedia, all the same thing. They're like the airlines. The airlines haven't had rallies like this. So why do we expect Expedia to go back to all-time highs? So you know what? Sold to you uh, on all of these stocks. I like, if I'm buying stocks and I want to be a buyer of stocks, it's in the stocks like take two on the dip yesterday. And even the dip right now, I'm already in it. So I'm probably not going to buy more. It gets down to 131, 132, where it broke out from. Probably an attractive entry point for a, for a business that is firing on all cylinders. Gaming isn't going away. And you know what? We could be have a lot of people spooked for a while. So, you know, pick your, you know, there's going to be some stocks, some, Oprah, some stocks that win, some stocks that lose. I'm going to bet on the Amazon still. I'm going to bet on the stocks, even though Amazon pulled back yesterday. And yes, it's overdone. And yes, it's maybe due for a pullback here. But on a significant pullback, those are the kind of stocks I'd be buying. 
Well, uh, wait, go ahead, Spence. Expedia, Expedia is tech. I thought we were supposed to just buy tech blindly. And call why it is Expedia tech? Explain to me why. Because it has a website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're not quite back to 1999, Spencer. If you had a website back in 1999, you traded 200 times earnings. So <laughs> I don't know we're quite at that point yet, but <laughs> I did say yesterday we're 1999, but we're not that 1999. Uh, just real quick, Rocket One here, new in the YouTube chat, asking about Walmart. And, man, that was a bad candle on earnings. Real bad. Caught. Yeah. Same thing as Speedia. Yeah. And those kind of candles, oh, man, I mean, your, your catalyst is out, right? Their earnings is out. And they were pretty good. They crushed it on revenues. The EPS wasn't much. So when you have a day like that, you know, I just don't expect it to go back to one thirty one ninety nine. That was either. actually the pre market high. You're just you got good support though. I mean, this is you what three lows in the one twenty four handle. That's pretty good. Uh, so it's just it's going down. It's not whooshing down. I'd say you lose yesterday's low at one twenty four and a quarter. Then you're looking for one twenty three oh nine, and then I'm um, also you can just tell someone's just trying to get out this one twenty five area. Uh, 125 and a half, 126. I'd say you get above your two-day high, 126.59. You got a chance, but it just looks – it looked like it turned. It did. Right? And it, yep. and it turned on that day. And when you get a big red candle, even if you look back in March, when it got into its official – you know, that pop, initial pop off the March low, it had a couple big red candles. So just maybe, you know, you want it to, like, find support, consolidate, and then break out of the consolidation range. But that was uh, that was some really some technical damage done. I, I think so, too. And sometimes day. you can just trade things technically, and you've got people caught. People bought that on the bad report saying this is – or the good report, this is going to make all-time highs. I'm going to buy it here at 131, and, you know, I'm going to just bank coin. And it's not the case. And now you've had two quiet days of consolidation where people are, like, now saying, okay, it's going to go back to the highs. I think it's going to go the other way. I think it's going to break down. And it's just a from a pure technical basis here, nothing else. But if you take out that 124.25 low from yesterday, I think you got a slippery slope down the low 120s, and then we'll see what it does there. After the 120s, then it really opens up. So I don't want to own Walmart here. I don't like the chart. All right. Uh, S&P is just hanging out 29.40. Got a little pop. Hanging out uh, in the green. I don't want to say, like, the range is in for the day, but – Maybe the range is in for the day. We've already had a 48-point range. Uh, I think those lows are safe. I think they'll, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I'm going to go I, out on a limb and say those lows are safe. Yeah, I think so, too. All what right. about this Blunkster? This was, was an interesting report because, again, this is showing you the underneath demand for tech. Let's talk. Yeah, I was about to go to Splunk. It was it was uh, out yesterday. It was an okay report. A fifty six cent loss was their Q one adjusted EPS that beat by a penny. Sales missed four hundred thirty four versus four hundred forty two million dollars, uh, and they gave some Q two sales guidance that was light. Five hundred twenty million dollars was their sales guidance estimate for the current quarter. Five hundred fifty million was the estimate. So. Uh, and the white white Q2 sales guidance to go with a Q1 report that was essentially in line. Let's let's call a spade a spade. This was not a good report. This was not a good report for you know the loved the loved Splunk, and it's had a big run up. But you know what? It's like an Nvidia. This is so loved that every money manager. This is the kind of stock they are buying on pullbacks. 
And you know what? There is money managers probably waking up and saying, oh man, I didn't think I'd get a shot at Splunk here at 150, 151. And they came in with their buying shoes on. You've got retail buying the pullbacks. You've got everybody buying the pullback. This is the kind of stock you buy the dip on. This is the kind of stock, you know, and I'm not saying this is a storied stock though. You want to buy dips on the stocks that still have the story. Splunk is fully on. It's got the story. Everybody's going to the cloud. It's tech. It fits. It checks all the boxes. So this is the kind of stock that I would be buying the dip on. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't. Again, you know, it's a valuation thing for me. I get scared of these things sometimes. sometimes and sometimes you just got to blindly not look at valuation. The story is intact. And that's all that matters here right now. And they came in and they started buying and buying and buying within an hour is back to flat. And now we're looking at it trading up 10 bucks. So it is 23 points off the lows. So if you had the guts last night to buy this thing at 151, and I think it bottomed at 150, almost on the kiss. Well, yeah, it went to 150. Uh, 150 and a quarter was your low on the 15th. And yeah. then you went to one. 150.01. But I mean, you would have had to been suit. You would have had to have that number like out there. Like, but you probably could have got 151 or 152. Yeah. I mean, if a stock's trading 150, you can usually buy it a handle up. You know, you can safely. And if your order is out there, you probably could get done. There was people willing to sell on that opening candle. They were very scared. They were wrong. This is the kind of stock I would not be selling the dip on. I would be buying the dip on. I never sell the dip, but I'm telling you. This is these storied stocks, like you get the dips in NVIDIA's, you get the dips in the Splunksters, you get the dip in Amazon, which we got after the earnings report, which I did buy. I mean, those are opportunities because these stocks are loved. So yeah. you know what, Splunk? Now, you think it's going back to 150? I don't think so. Not anytime soon. Uh -oh. I think the stock hits an all-time high before it hits 150. And we're not even far from all-time highs right now. 176. This is probably going to hit 200 bucks. As long as the market doesn't roll over and die, which, you know, is still a possibility or I wouldn't be in 71% cash. I mean, <laughs> the, in, the individual performance of this is, you know, very impressive. On a, on a very crappy report to rally like this, it's very impressive. And that makes me think there's just too much underneath demand in stocks like this, and this could go higher. Interesting area here. I, I, I'm not buying it up 9.55. Uh, not selling it or shorting it either, but uh, you got a high... You're just a, you're just pressing it to highs of the pre-market session. That's one seventy four eighty, and you got some daily highs to contend with here. I, the first one, if I you know if I was looking to take profits in this, uh, one seventy five twenty six. You know, throw a little bit out there, see if they take your offer. That was the high of one seventy five twenty six. If they, they take that offer, then uh, throw some out at one seventy six thirty one. That's the old time high in the issue. It's right back there right now. So. You're getting a look at it. Your all-time closing high, if you're a little bit, you know, you want to play a little bit closer to the belt, uh, 174.17. That was your all-time closing high on February 19th. I like the stock. If I had it, I'd probably be holding it. Okay. Foot Locker. Somebody just talked about that. Would you buy the dip in Foot Locker? Well, let's talk the earnings first of all. FL, and then we'll give you our analysis. But Retail. We've got FL. Exactly. You know yeah, where so, I'm going with this. So they're, they're not <laughs> buying the dip in Foot Locker or in Raw Stores this morning. Foot Locker uh, earnings out about two hours ago now. Uh, Q1 EPS, they lost $0.67 cents per share. Uh, sales of $1.17 billion. Both numbers were below the estimate. Comp sales um, down 42%. Yeah, that's, that's a doozy. Comp's cool. down 42% on a year-over-year -year basis. We knew. Because malls are closed, right? So, you know, everybody is running to get the mall to buy a new pair of shoes. 
So, and Q2, this was Q1. What's Q2 going to look like? Q2 is going to be way worse. So, okay. Oh, wait, they also suspended their, their dividend. Awesome news. So you don't have a 6% dividend. The comps are down 42%. <laughs> and, you Buy know, the dip, Dennis. Come on. I will tell you I wouldn't sell it, though. I want, I'm going to be selling it short here because I don't sell the dip. Um, retail, I don't want – you know how many retail stocks I own in my long-term portfolio? Zero. No, that's not true. Shit. I own Amazon. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I had Kohl's before this thing started. And I was like, this could get ugly. And I sold my Kohl's. I bought it like 46 bucks. I sold it at 43. That's one of my best losses I've had in a long time. I sold it about March, probably end of February, I sold it. Because I thought we were going to get ugly with the COVID. And we did. And that's just was, you know, sometimes you think, oh, how, how do you like it? How, how is a, a, a good trade, a losing trade? That was a good trade. That was a good sell to get the hell out of that Kohl's. Just yeah, I remember. I remember when you did that. Um, well, I had it. I had it for a bit because I thought, okay, we'll retail. But then COVID came and that changed everything. So you know, I, I, I really thought Kohl's was it. the best. If Nordstrom, Kohl's, and and Macy's, like, I like Kohl's the best. That was, was my own opinion. I liked the dividend they had at the time, and I liked the best. But when the COVID thing started, I was like, nah, I don't want any retail. So I'm not putting Foot Locker in my long term portfolio because it's Foot Locker. So they got mall-based stores. So no, no, thank you. You know, people uh, are buying stuff A couple stuff things online. here. You went to seventeen forty-six was the low of the move. You went to thirty, thirty. You know, uh, thirteen-point move. So if you want to try and look at this thing at twenty-two, twenty-three bucks, that might be a potential area. But I'm really kicking myself on this one for not looking at this ahead of earnings. You know why? Why? And because who's wearing shoes? Like I, I've worn like one or two pair of shoes for the well, last three months. That's a good point months. there too. I never go anywhere, and I just got the same shoes sitting outside. So shoe. You don't carnival. wear shoes on your Peloton. Uh, well, I wear my Peloton shoes. They have their own shoes. You don't know about this? No. What is Peloton shoes? Do you want me to go Tell get me them? about the Peloton shoes. Do you want me to go get them? Yeah, go get the Peloton shoes. Wait, do they come with the Peloton? You gotta, you gotta oh, you guys, you guys told, you guys know. What this. do they do? Like light up and stuff? Hold on, hold on a second. Go get the Peloton shoes. Okay. So Peloton, oh, I, I didn't know I, they were attacking shoe on, companies. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought Peloton was bullish for shoe companies. Now you tell me they sell shoes. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. I didn't, I didn't know this either. I, I'm not. Wow, you learn stuff every day on pre-market practice. I'm not feigning ignorance. I, I did not know about the the Peloton shoes. Uh, okay, so uh, raw stores I should mention yeah, they were out, they, they were out yesterday. They also suspended their dividend. So in addition to a Q1 EPS of an 87 cent loss on sales of $1.8 billion, which were both below the estimates, they also suspended their quarterly dividends. So, Ross uh, stores, much great. different than Foot Locker. Why? Discount retailer like TJX. Yeah. Those stores are still going to get business. When, this thing, when these stores finally do open, They're these stores to. were hot going in. It's a completely different story than the Kohl's and the Nordstrom's and the big department stores. The, di the discount retailers have always been doing well. Ross stores, discount retailers, just like TJX. So I look at raw stores, and I think that is a stock that I could potentially buy. I don't like the fact they got rid of the dividend. I think they still have problems. But this was not a company that was in trouble back in February. You know, you look at Foot Locker, and the stock was not even – yeah, it had come back. But, you know, you're talking about a stock that's significantly off the highs. 2019, it was $68. Beginning of 2019, it was 40 It was still trending down. Raw stores was near all-time highs coming into February. If it wasn't, I'm just looking at the chart. Yeah. 
it was at all time highs back in February. So this was a stock, a company that was doing very well and then COVID nailed them. We get out of this, Ross stores will turn it around. And not only that, it's discount retailer. People are broke. So they're going to be shopping more at these kind of stores. So I don't mind Ross stores. I would be more of a buyer. I'm not saying I'm buying any retail, but if I was buying retail, it'd be TJX, Ross stores, stocks. All like right, that. Joel, show us your back. shoes. Show us your shoes. What do you got? Yep. What do they do? They, they look pretty interesting. I don't know if they look cool or like, not, but they look what interesting. They, what they, like, What's this on the, the bottom bike? of them? What's yeah. this thing well, on the bottom? Well, you see, that's the whole thing. That's You lock into the bike. You got to you, you lock in. <laughs> so you when you leave. buy a Peloton, you get a new pair of shoes. <laughs> you have to get the shoes. Do they charge you extra for the shoes? Yes. Holy man, how much are the shoes? I don't know. Oh, Ashley Sayali, so what are the, the shoes? Wait, but you can't wear those out and, out and about. No, 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 no. They're only no. for the bike. They get you here, man. Hook, line, and sink. They're sinker. nice. No, yeah. only do you get a bike, you got to buy the shoes, and you got to buy the iPad that goes on the bike. you got to buy all the stuff. It, it, no, it fits. <laughs> it, I mean, it fits really good, Do you have to eat Peloton food, too? No. Like no, they have their but... own meal kits? Peloton, you're listening. We got, they're going to get the Peloton meal kits out there, and they're going to ship it directly to your home so you don't have to go out and get the cooties. You're just going to come. It's going to be on your doorstep every week. The Peloton meal kit will be there. That'll be your meals for the week. So it's going to take on Nutrisystem too. Peloton, listen to me. I got the idea for you right now. We're going to make you guys the next trillion-dollar company. But you got to get into everything like Amazon. So you got the shoes. You got the bike. You got the iPad. Now we just need the meal kits. Meal kits right. on your doorstep. Uh, wait, Jason. Jason's you... listening. <laughs> He's into this right now. <laughs> Jason, do you, do you have a Peloton as well? I don't actually know. He's can not hearing us. He's flipping his hair. I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear you. All right. Don't mess with me. What about the Peloton meals? What do you think? Isn't this a good idea? Spencer Israel asked if I had a Peloton. Can you tell from the sexy body that I got a Peloton? <laughs> yeah, maybe. No. no, I don't have a Peloton. I don't, Spencer. I should get one. My kids are talking about it. But Peloton is one of those companies that Apple, Google, Watch Peloton in three years. They have so much product in that pipeline. I don't know if they're going to take Dennis's food idea. <laughs> I, I do think that Peloton is here to stay. At one point, I thought it was the next Fitbit, and I was shorting this thing before COVID. But when I did more research, I'm staying long, long and strong, Peloton. It's holding up. I would say just from a technical basis, here would be my out if you were just trading it just as a trade. I know you've been in it for a while, but the 43.40 low from four days ago, that was an ugly candle. Take that out, it could start slipping, but it's holding up here. Yeah, it's holding up. And that's up the good news. Three days of yeah, consolidation, and it's still got the story going. I tend to think it could go challenge those highs here yet. So if I was buying it today, just as a trade, I'd stop myself out two bucks down. Whatever you put on a trade, have a contingency plan. You Doesn't got, go well, wait, get the hell out. But I, I like it here too. Before, before we move on to stocks, I got a very important question for Jason. We're not moving on to stocks yet. Can we just stay on this for one second? Candle. Sure. What is the 30-second or 20-second definition, Joel, of candle? A candle? Tell, yeah. tell, uh, he, he's talking to candles and stock charts. You just said it's an ugly candle. What the heck does that mean? Uh, well, if you follow uh, Japanese candlesticks, right, instead of bar charts, okay. like an ugly candle, like green candles are good and they're nice. But when you have a big, thick red candle, that means that the market closed much lower than where it opened. So that's, uh, that's for Japanese candlesticks. I got, a, I got a book on them if you want me to 
to um, he just wants to explain to the listeners because okay. some people might not be familiar we have a lot of newer listeners ugly bar i could say an ugly bar show the candle show, show a candle candles. show what you're showing because the picture's worth a thousand words so show the candle and show what you're looking at and how you'd sure. analyze that in 30 seconds all right so what well, i was talking about uh, walmart there no peloton and- I, I'm the one that said it, actually, so I can take over if you want. But you got the Peloton. I said it's an ugly candle on the 18th. So what you had was that you had the earnings move. And what day did they report, Spencer? They already reported. No, we know that. What day did they report, I'm asking? So they I'm trying to figure out which, up. Look at the chart. That, that was the green. So the 15th. That was the high. Yeah, the 6th. So 49.68. So. Yeah. No, no, yeah. That so was when an institute. That's when uh, a big boy came okay, in. Okay, re- regardless, there's four pieces of information on this candle here. There's the <laughs> open, the close, the high, and the low. There you and go. That, and, and, yeah, I'm just gonna move on from this. So the the open, so the, the high of the day is that that upper wick there. The low of the day is that lower wick there, and then the the top of the box and the bottom of the box that represents uh, the, the the top is the open. And the bottom is to close if it's a red candle and vice versa if it's a green candle. Does that make so, sense? So what we're saying is on the 15th, you have the nice green candle. Where everybody's like, this is going through 50. This is going through 50. Well, it failed. It didn't get through 50. And the next day you had the washout where people who were buying it. So the next day, this is just looking at these two candles. I'm telling you what happened just by looking at a chart in two seconds. People thought it was going through 50. They're all excited. They're buying at 49 saying, oh, we're breaking out through 50. We're going to 55 and make a killing. These are the short-term traders and short-term traders that move price around. So they, that fails there. They get caught. It closes fairly, you know, closes up there, 48, 42, close okay. But the next day we got the shakeout and this red ugly candle here on this, on the 18th, and you can point to it, Spencer, is, is the shakeout. We open near the highs and then we tank down to 43, 40, close near the lows. So people puked it out. Then it had three days of consolidation. So now you're at a battleground where you have basically three days where you have the bulls and the bears battling here. They're saying, you know, the bulls are saying we're going back to challenge those highs. The bears are saying the story is over here. The story is broken. And I think we're going to take out the lows. So we've had three days where we kind of the same range. So this is the battleground. This is when you strike. This is when you make your case. If you're striking and you think it's going up, you stop yourself out in the low of that big, ugly candle from the 4340. So if you're buying it and if you're bearish and it starts to go up, I would stop myself out if it made new highs, but I'm not bearish yet. I'm bullish yet. So that's why I would be saying if I'm setting up a trade for you, it's buy this morning, stop yourself out below 4340 and buying it, hoping, you know, the story gets hot again and we go back to the highs. There needs to be a story on Benzinga describing this whole candle story because when I think of candles, I think of birthday candles. And this is, <laughs> and this, is uh, this was this was definitely a that good to this. All right, Joel, I know you wanted to say something before we get into stocks. Go ahead, Joel. It's your floor, my man. Is your pool open yet? The pool open. It's been open for like a month and a half. I don't know where you're okay. I really. I don't know if you, are you heating it yet? I hope so. Joel. I mean, I, I can. It's ninety degrees in that thing. It's a. It's like a bathtub. I was in there till like nine o'clock last night. Come on, baby. I mean, this is. Okay, I didn't team. know. I I know. Like some people were slow on getting it open. And it's been so cold, but uh, no. Yes, yeah, so when it was cold, we turned off the heat. But okay. basically, a week and a half ago, the heat went on. Big party tomorrow. Big stock trading Benzinga party tomorrow. Barbecue Saturday night. The new the new rules are. 10 or less people. So people are coming on, a, on the half an hour. We start at six, we go six, six thirty, six thirty-seven. It's going to go all day, every, all day. We, we were not invited to this I guess party. We didn't yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I'm doing the social distancing thing. I would have politely declined, but. 
It is six what, feet that, away. That I is, heard it doesn't. Scott Gott, they asked Scott Gottlieb last night on CNBC, "Does this transmend pools?" And he said, "It's not the type of pathogen that trans." So stay in the pool. He kind of said you're safe. <laughs> Dennis, one problem with that, you're asking Scott Gottlieb, the most annoying guy on TV. Um, <laughs> you don't like Scott says, Gottlieb? I like him. <laughs> oh, I can't stand him. He says the same thing every day. Well, it's um, kind of true. And does he have a job or he sits in that nice little house and just talks every day? He doesn't day? leave the house. He does not leave the house. But no, he does not leave the house. So social distancing can happen outside and the, the chlorine does kill it. You know, Trump said drink it. But I didn't ask Spencer Israel because <laughs> Spencer Israel is afraid of his shadow. So I can't. Well, what, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I, you're a very fearful guy. We got to get to be more. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm scared. Just too. That's your rap. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so let's, let's, let's go stocks. And make some people some money. So right. last week, I don't know if I, I think I said this on Friday. I bought Lowe's um, ahead of earnings. I bought a lot of these Sea-Doo's, the jet skis, the boat companies, DOO, my, these picks. And the ones I told you guys about last Friday, DOOO, that owns Ski-Doo and some boating stuff and some jet skis, that's up 5.71%. That's the one I went big on. Um, I also, what are some other ones? Oh, W, up 21.66%. I bought the... The June 19th, uh, June 19th, 180 calls. W is Wayfair. Um, I bought it the day it went down that last Friday. I bought all this stuff right after the show. I tell you guys first, and then I buy after the show. Uh, I bought the Winnebago, July 17th, a call 65. They're up 52%. Um, I basically made my bullish position being I'm buying stuff that people are going to buy when they're at home, hanging out and having the money to spend from the stimulus check. These are my, the stimulus trades. Um, I bought Carnival Cruise Lines, which has been just basically flat, up 1% since the um, show. Um, and what was a couple others? There's a couple others. And then I'll tell you what I bought yesterday. Oh, the other one I bought, the biggest one I bought, I forgot, was Polaris. 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 P-I-I. If you want to go over that one. That's the one I went really hard. Why with. Polaris? Um, because I like their portfolio of um, products that people would buy right now. When I called some of the dealerships that sell ATVs, um, they were sold out. You, could, you can't get an, if you can get an ATV right now, buy it and resell it on eBay. They're sold out. All these places are sold out. I also called a hot tub place yesterday, sold out for the next month and a half. Who's, what public company does hot tubs? That's a good idea. I said, I haven't said my hot, I've had a hot tub. I have two hot tubs. I have one in my cottage and one in my house. And I didn't sit in my hot tub for years. I tell you, I'm in that thing every day with my kids right now because it's something to do. You know, I'm at my home. I'm stuck in my home. I was like, I've never used my hot tub this much in my life. So, and even when I got it, it was a novelty. When I got it 10 years ago, I didn't use it this much. I'm in that thing every day. So, so what yeah, company sells hot tubs? I'm going to tell you in two seconds. So, um, UC Tag says, buy Winnebago when you're at home. Yeah, absolutely. That's a sarcastic question, but absolutely. Um, people are going on their, in their RVs and just driving around. I mean, the lady who made the spank pants, whatever the spanks are, her husband has been going around town. People are renting Winnebago's like crazy. It's not as much demand as an ATV or boat. So I went way smaller in Winnebago because I didn't believe that story as much, but it's been, it's been breaking out. So great. Now the hot tubs, there aren't, I haven't been able to find as many pure plays, by the way, the easy trade, the easy trade and Joel Dennis and Spencer been talking about it for weeks is buying Amazon. And we bought Amazon, whatever, right? I try to find ulterior pl um, alternative plays that are cheaper and you can get potentially more alpha, right? And so I didn't find a pure play hot tub. Um, so I bought Amazon partly because if you go to Amazon, the most popular hot tub that I know people have has been sold out now for four days. Four days, it's been sold out. It's a $450 hot tub made of 
hard plastic and you may think it's bad material, but it's not. I have a friend that has it. It looks good. So the ones that my closest plays were the DOO, the Polaris's, um, the Wayfarers, because Wayfair sells a lot of these hot tubs too. Wayfair is the, is the pure play to me on buying stuff for your house for the summer. That's my um, pure play. And All so right. Wayfair's had, the one thing about some of these stocks that you're just mentioning is they've been on pretty incredible runs. So Not you know, really. Been, Not really. I mean, like, go to, like, so let's go to DOO for a second, okay? Okay. It's definitely been discovered a bit, no, no doubt about it, but it's 52-week high. It's $56. It's at 30 bucks today. The stock is going to do more sales probably in the next two, in, in, in probably, in the, like, their numbers are- What do they sell? I don't they, know this company. You hit uh, one I don't know. Jet skis. Sea-Doo's, all that stuff. All the boating stuff. Look at that chart, dude. Look at that chart. Yeah, it's right up. I mean, it doesn't look that bad. It takes out that high. I would say going back, go to candlestick analysis here. It's a candle show. 32.27 was your high back on the 29th. Takes candle that out. Show. It's in breakout mode and room to 40. So you could kind of have a classic breakout trade here. I actually like the chart. It's got a consolidation the last two days. Above 32.27 is where I'd be a buyer. Uh, Dennis, you should like this. This company is based in Quebec, so it's Canadian. It's Canadian. You should. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Check it out. Hey, I'm. A, I'm telling, and I'm going to tell you one, a couple, a couple of losers I had. But um, one thing, if you're listening to this on YouTube, will you do Dennis, Joel, and Spencer a favor and hit that like button? We need the YouTube algorithms to let them know that we're live right now and we're here. Hit the like button. Get some more likes. We're at 997 people live right now. Let's break that thousand number. We can do it. Let's break that we, candlestick. We already broke a thousand. We the want to break day. it every day. Well, I want to break it now. There's okay. 990 viewers. <laughs> okay. This for the rise. Spencer, you may settle. I'm not ready to settle. Life is short. We live one life. Let's go, guys. Give us some likes. Okay. All right. So here, I made, a one, I made one crazy trade yesterday. I want to tell you guys because I'm either going to look like the biggest fool in the room or the smartest guy in the room. What do you got? The odds are I'm going to look like the biggest fool in the room. So I really couldn't find anything fun to trade yesterday. So I bought one stock and it's down 0.97% pre-market. You guys ready for this one? Yes. This is definitely a risky play and I'm not advising it. Don't put this against my, don't put this against me. This is definitely a, ready? Yep. This, is, this is bad. Okay. XSPA. XSPA. Take a look. Penny stock. Well, it is now, but yes. <laughs> now oh, when yeah. you bought it, right? No, no, no. I bought it yesterday. I bought it at 51 cents yesterday. Well, what's this do? I express the, this is... the, You know, the airports where they have the massage thing that are way over overpriced, those oh, little yeah. massage things, they're all closed down now, you know? And so there you go. Okay. So, so you're buying this because nobody's at airports? I, Jason has a Twitter account. Yes. Jason Rasnick. I'll type it in, but he, it's a contrarian play. I think, I mean, you're, you're oh, yeah, he's waiting for the uh, airports to reopen. Yeah. Do you want to know something? I'll tell you one more thing why I'm buying it, though, guys. <laughs> okay. COVID-19. So they're doing – they're maybe doing tests at airports for, like, um, you know, temperature tests. But I have a feeling – and I, the, Ex Express Bio hired a new chief medical officer. How far of a reach would it be? Could they do the antibody test if it's so easy? Could they start, you know, having those at their spas? I don't know. Maybe. I just thought maybe there's going to be something they're going to announce – that could really drive the stock back to one fifty two dollars. I, lo I looked at my downside scenario is losing ten cents to get back to forty yeah. cents, and the upside one fifty. But I honestly, Dennis, like this is one that I, I have no if I, at least conviction on is this one. But I I had to do it. I've been watching it for like a week and a half, and I just had to do it. 
I mean, you, there is reopening plays happening here. Boeing, you know, and it's probably not a coincidence that this thing had an okay day yesterday because Boeing was up. So, you know, and I'm going to tell you something too, which is going to blow your guys' mind here. But I have, so I, I obviously do trading and I do investing. This is not an investment. An XSPA has taken off. <laughs> okay, XSPA just blasted off here, Jason, right now. Wait, I, I was oh my God. Moving? Oh my God. All right. So, okay, anyways, right. I, you know what? I'm like we said, guys, this I'll is let just. You guys finish. I'll, I'll let you guys finish. <laughs> they, yeah. A lot of people apparently like what Jason has to say. <laughs> All right. That's a nice move there. All right. I'll check okay, that, You can't ever get trades like that, but I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> that This is going to blow your mind, too. But nine o'clock, contract J. So, we put that chart back up again. I want to screenshot that. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis, tell your story. I'm not saying uh, I'm that. just blown away that this thing just okay. Express <laughs> Dennis, tell your story, please. <laughs> I'm blown away here right now. So, anyways, this this actually just hit the hit <laughs> this the tape is, too. This is I, happening. Spencer, I want to say holy f, but I don't want Joel to come over and wash my mouth. I, was I don't even know if Joel is here anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my God. All right, keep going. So that so the headline, there's a headline that just broke here. So. There's an actual headline that just broke saying oh. exactly what Jason just said. So, really? It, like, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of in shock here right now. So, Express Boss. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Jason. What? With JFK International Airport for COVID screenings. So, how did you do that? I didn't. I would have bought more shares yesterday, Spencer, if I really knew that. Wow. Yeah, that just hit the tape. They signed a contract I, I, for, for COVID. This is like the biggest coincidental thing I've ever seen in my life. So, because was were you talking about that, and you saw that headline just like because you it was about the same time that headline broke at the same time that you were talking about. Trust me, I did not see that headline. I thought that and this is a PR. This isn't from Benzinga Pro. This is a PR. So Express Spa. This is a great prediction on your part. Unbelievable timing, but Express Spa signs a contract with JFK International Airport Terminal for COVID screening and testing location. So, oh my God! It, it's exactly what you just said could happen, and just happened like, like right, right away. This, this <laughs> so is the most maybe the company is listening to you. <laughs> this is this is maybe the craziest thing that's ever happened on this show before. I I, I think this is pure coincidence. So I'm speechless on this one. So yeah, exactly insider. what you were predicting. I have no. Some of this goes insider SEC. I have no cl- like clue. And if you knew my position size, you'd say, okay, Jason, really messed up because I could have bought. A lot more, but um, oh my god, that was amazing! So, and why, why did you think that was going to happen? Because this is exactly what just happened. Okay, three things. So, you guys want to know how my how I, I work? Like, so I looked at the retailers in airports. I've been looking for trades that other people aren't trading, right? So, my DOO thing, my Winnebago. Winnebago doesn't sound like a perfect thing. Wayfair is, is a little more obvious. And so I couldn't find any other trades and I wanted something that was under $10. And I looked at the retailers in airports. Well, what I learned was a lot of the retailers are run by another company and they just, they just franchise out. Like, so there's, um, you know, um, what a payway or whatever, one of those restaurants that Jap, you know, Chinese, they're, they're in a lot of airports, but they're not running. They just take the license of franchise express spa was one of the only few that it's their own company. And so then I started researching it. And I saw um, a headline on there on there on the Benzinga ticker page that said this, and this is what, yeah, the JFK things right there. Holy cow. Wow. Okay. So 
I saw this headline from April 13th, and this is what gave me a little light bulb in my head, guys, that um, appoints Dr. Lewis Lipsy as first chief medical director for its express test subsidiary. But I saw chief medical director, a massage place hiring a chief medical director. I'm like, this is definitely could be a COVID play. They're hiring a medical director. They're, they're- Where did you find that? This is just great. And, and we're talking here about, you know, doing research. And this is just classic research to find a trading idea that, you know, incredibly just came to fruition, you know, minutes after you were just I, talking I, I can't about believe it. it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, I knew when it popped like that, it wasn't off of our show. I mean, we sometimes some people buy some stuff off our show, but they don't pop like that. And the headline's right there. So why did you, why were you, like, how did you know to go and, like, research this? Because I started with the airport. I started okay. with the airport. And those express spots. So I paid, so one of the things I learned from one of my big mentors is to have a high level awareness, okay? Or at least attempt to and strive to. Pay attention to everything. And that's what I try to do. So I'm in the airport. I look at those express spas nonstop. First of all, because I think the price is twice as much as it should be because I would get a massage if it was cheaper, but because it goes over some price point. But the thing that I find is they're always full. And I've always watched this company. And then when I was looking for stocks to play, airport recovery stocks, you know, travel recovery stocks. Dennis, me and Joel talked about it on this uh, wrap-up show last week or this week, I came on the show last Friday, Friday before and saying buying airline stocks, like they're, they're, that's a, you know, if you want it four years from now, I didn't buy any, but this, the airline stocks took off. It's the same kind of play. I'm trying to buy stuff that other people aren't looking at. I mean, that's, that's what I, so I literally looked at 17 different retailers in, in airports and then Express Bob was the only one that I could find that was pure play in an airport. And I'm just thinking if travel resumes, and if they get something in the antibody, I thought the antibody test, not the COVID, that they would do the antibody because they need, yeah. you know, that's what I thought. It didn't, yeah. And it played out a little differently. But, yeah, uh, you were saying antibody and this is playing out COVID. But you yeah, saw we're this still medical, going here. Where did you see that they hired the medical director? That's what I was interested um, in. April 13th, press release. Um, um, they, Dr. Lewis Lipsy. April 13th. We're, we're still back. we're still going here. What are we at? Give me a chart. Uh, hi, we're at eighty cents. And are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to read you the headline that Jason saw, and this is a this is a PR from April the 13th. Wow. It's Express Spa appoints Dr. Lewis Lipsy as first chief medical director wow. for as first chief medical director for its Express Test subsidiary effective immediately. Okay, so they were kind of talking, and Dr. Lipsy's role which is a new position Express Bio will include working alongside healthcare officials to help design safe and compliant protocols, as well as train employees on COVID-19 testing. So this was kind of out there. This was actually, if you just read, and this goes to show you, you do your research and you do your homework, you can find trades. And, you know, and I don't know if it had, but I'm going to back to April 13th. We didn't really have much of a move on April 13th. There was a little move from 25 to 35 cents. So I guess it was a significant move. So now they actually announced today that they are in fact going to be running the COVID test. And that's why you're seeing the pop. But it's this great research by Jason to look back and see something like that and saying, why is a spa hiring a medical doctor? And, you know, because they're probably going to be doing some testing and maybe they're going to do the antibodies, he was speculating, but it's just the flat out COVID testing and it's rallying on that. So this is just classic doing your research. And Jason's up 55% in this trade because he did his homework. Yeah. And I, back in the day before starting Benzinga, um, I, I traded. And, and I spent all that time. And then over time, I'm like, I think I could be better at selling the tools and information to people 
and given this kind of access versus coming up with trade ideas because it's not easy to come up with these things. I mean, I literally was, you know, on Tuesday and Wednesday, it had nothing new. I was still in my DOO, PIA, Winnebago, Wayfair, I had nothing. And so I it was Wednesday night, with today's Friday. So it was Wednesday night, I did heavy um, trade, heavy research. I spent four to eight, I spent probably six hours doing research from 6 p.m. to 12 o'clock. And then yesterday is when I built my position in Expo because I'm like, this one, the downside, I, I do, I mean, I learned stuff from the show because you guys talk about probabilities a lot. And so I'm like, my downside is this. I, at least I think so, is 10 cents. And my upside is up to $3. It's the same thing. It's a, by the way, guys, you guys, if the loyal listeners of the Benzinga pre-market show, and you can hear us in the chat room at Benzinga Pro as well, but you guys have heard the task trade, the TAST from the beginning when I bought it at 142 or one, and then 192 and it's at four today. It was the same thing. That company probabilities had about a 20% probability of going, to, I don't want to say to zero, but close to it, or had a chance to go to 10. So I took that, like as uh, Dennis terms it as an option, and I bought TAST. This is, it was the same kind of trade to me, exact same thing. And I saw the headline about, about you know, the COVID or the hiring a medical doctor. My big thing was they hired a medical doctor. And if they're hiring a medical doctor yeah. and they have those, they have, and the way their store is set up, it's perfect for testing. And they have the chairs, they have, it's like perfect. I mean, they have the chairs. You guys are probably laughing at me for saying that, but just the way it's set up. I know these- I'm not laughing at all. This is like the greatest thing that's ever happened. No, I, that's why I was speechless. <laughs> I mean, how often do I get speechless on no, the show? No, I mean, this is- I saw it blast off and I'm like, well, there's no way it's getting that kind of action off of a Jason Rasnick mention. Not that Jason Rasnick isn't a market and a mover and a shaker, but he is. But I'm like, that was news. And then I looked at the headline. I was like, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, he just predicted this headline and the headline happened, but it was different than your prediction. It just happened to work out because you were predicting it's, antibodies and this was actually testing for COVID. It's, so it, it, it's a, a fantastic call. It's similar. It's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's testing. Yes. And, and I think that there may be COVID today, but I think two weeks from now, maybe um antibodies now i see in the chat room you guys keep asking am i selling it let's do this if you think i should sell today put in press one if you think i should hold press two and i'll i'll make a decision based on that so if you think i should sell press one and i'll even show you the exit slip as well you'll see the number of shares i sold everything press one if you think I should sell two, if I shouldn't sell. All right i'm gonna have to go through and tally these up but uh we are at we just hit 91 cents it's uh, up seventy-one percent since Jason Rasnick just uh, made. So this is the best. Uh, this is the best call we've ever had on the show live. It's, it's by, by far. We never far. had anything like this before. And obviously, you did your homework. And I mean, it's just a crazy coincidence that you just, you know, if you would have came on the Monday show and talked about this, it wouldn't have been like, you know, like Dennis. It wouldn't. It's just this? amazing that it actually happened just a few minutes after you were talking. Can we just do one thing. My wife thinks I'm normally an idiot. So can you just tell her what happened, guys? <laughs> it's right. unbelievable jason rasdick proposed a theory that express ba could do uh antibody testing because of the setup and he had thought this because he saw that they had hired a doctor back on april 13th he just proposed this theory about three four minutes before the headline broke that they actually are doing COVID testing and the stock popped 64 percent so jason rasdick all over this live call and we just watched the stock go on is cents to 84 cents on a headline that Jason Rasnick basically predicted. He, Stacy, as he was saying, as he was describing why he bought the stock, 
a press release hit and it said the exact same thing that he was saying. Kind of. Not exactly the same, well, not pretty close. Pretty close. If it was exactly the same, you'd be getting a knock from the SEC, but it wasn't uh, yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> so lucky for you, it wasn't exactly the same because you were saying antibody testing Wait, ended on. up being COVID testing. And you have a great reason. Wait, Dennis, Wait. listen. Last night he said to his friend, I think you guys, should, I'm buying some stock in the spa thing or what, in spa. Yeah, I, I, I was it. talking about it all day yesterday. I was talking about it all Why day. Why did you come on the show yesterday? My, my, <laughs> my, 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 my friends tease me and say I only send my winners, which, I mean, I, I sure I probably, you know, bias to the winners. Bye, guys. But, um, but, you know, this one I was all over. Because I don't want ever people to lose money. You know, the thing with giving stock picks, it's a, it's a losing game. It is. Because you, if you say nine correct ones and one wrong one, they remember the wrong one. Yep. I have a friend, Pat Curran. I gave him PFTI, Paradigm Filter to make better air filters and buses 11 years ago, 15 years ago, I gave it to him. And it went from like two to like 150 or something. He still brings it up to me to this day. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I'm just not gonna- it, it, it is, it is. It's just such a great point. And this is what I've learned in 20 years, you know, talking markets. Everybody wants a stock tip. Oh, what stock do you like? It's always a lose-lose because when you give them the bad one, they call you out on it. And when you give them the good one, they half the time, they don't even thank you for it. So it's tough, you know, to just give out free stock tips all the time and your ideas because it's a lose-lose. You don't really get the appreciation when you get it right. And when you get it wrong, they let you know. And the same thing on Twitter. I mean, I, I've seen, we have some great Twitter followers. And some people say, you know, give you some good calls and stuff too. But there's always somebody willing to call you out on the bad ones too. So it's tough. It's a tough game. But this is an unbelievable live call so, that you did on the show, Jason. The yeah, best you had about five had. minutes. You had about five minutes to make the trade. But what I would love, the people in the chair, go on Twitter you know, do at Benzinga that, you know, these guys are great. Let's, let's get more followers. Let's get the word out there. Why do people need to watch CNBC and hear from Dr. Scott Gottlieb when they can come in here and make real money? I will, by the way, I will promise you one thing. I will find you more expos. All right. Like I will find you more of those. Like your I, homework. That, it, it's homework. It's, it's not easy. And by the way, we're trying to make Benzinga.com this way that you'll be able to find uh, this stuff. We're about three months away from some big changes to Benzinga where you're able to find these kind of opportunities. Um, it just, it, it just takes, it takes time. And, and it's not a single handed thing. I learned from listening to the show. Um, Joel got me into my little, my ranges, how to look at stocks. Dennis gets me into my probabilities. Like Jason, you're taking a bet on this. I mean, this is, um, and then the De- uh, Spencer's candle explanation. Um, it's my new thing I'm going to use. I don't know. This is the, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened. Me, on the me show and before. Spencer are still flabbergasted. I, I'm, we can't I, even because <laughs> I thought I thought people were just buying it because I was like, man, they really like Jason. They're yeah, buying the hell out of this stock. And then that's I saw what the I headline and I was like, whoa, he just predicted a headline. <laughs> he just predicted the future. I don't know who cuts the clips, but we have to definitely cut the clip from when I started. Yeah. By the way, if your if your candle explanation was a little quicker earlier, guys, I would have given the expo a little earlier. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's my fault. I wasn't quick enough explaining and, the candles. And by the way, Dennis, I was gonna say COVID testing too, but my point is like it's now getting to the antibody thing. So it's I mean I don't know. And guys, this stock is a risky stock. So what the the truth is, I saw the ones and twos. I think it was like 70%. Yeah, I got to go in and count uh, these I, out. I, I ring so. the register when I get a 70% move in seconds, but that's just me. <laughs> but I'm a day trader, so. <laughs> so I, I'm most likely going to sell 40 It looks like there, there's way more twos than ones, Jason. Yes, I saw that, I, which kind of scared me. But uh, <laughs> oh, wait, we got some – good job, guys. We got some buyers in the chat room bought it for $0.65. Cents, yeah. $0.65. Cents. 
we want you to make money, but we need you most importantly to let people know about us or donate to the pre-market show. There's probably like a YouTube donation thing. I want these guys to be the Jim Cramers. I want everyone to be talking about the pre-market show. So please like it, like it, share this, this link, tell your friends. We want you in there. And then also, selfishly, join Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. That's my selfish. Yeah. Uh, J- Jason, this is the best segment that we've ever had on the show. Uh, I, it's just such a crazy coincidence. I, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> again, I just want to reiterate because people are saying, oh, the SEC is going to be knocking on your door for this. It's, it, he, he's given a good reason for why. You know, the reason why is he did his homework and he looked back on April 13th and it's right there in the press releases that they hired a medical doctor. You know, it's a crazy coincidence that you come on the show to talk about it and, you know, the press release comes out minutes after. But you did your homework. And that's why. It's not like, you, you know, you know somebody at Expo. You read, you read the headline from April 13th and thought, no, I, you know, I, this I, is a setup where they could announce some type of testing and its stock could probably will lift on that. And that's exactly what happened. And, and you knew because he was so hesitant to give us the name because he thought it was going to be a huge loser for him. And then, wow, he ended up being right. It's amazing. And the chat is as, is as shocked as we are. It's a great call. And, a, and, yeah. And, and two, uh, by the way, they're giving you some money, guys. I saw $2, Eric Nans, JCTV, $199, and someone else just gave you the coin collector, $199. That's very nice. They're going to be able to get Starbucks for the week. Let's go, guys. Get, give Spencer, Dennis, and Joel the tip jar. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get the tip. Give Jason the tip jar this on was, this one. This, this was, was Jason. Unbelievable. Jim, they All right. brought me on. Well, I, I, one more thing I need – two more things I need to say. Yeah, go. Um, before you cut me off. I know we're at 917 and we're late. Um, so – on some of these, wait, what, I was getting somewhere. On some of these, oh yeah, SEC. So I, Dennis, I take that very seriously. We, since I'm the founder of like Benzinga and, and you know, own a media company, I don't do anything that's, that I wouldn't be comfortable that's not on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. So if I would have talked to someone on the inside of Expo and they told me this and I knew it was yeah, a completely different story, story. I, would, yeah. I, would never, I would never consider trade it. So when the SEC calls me and they do, I talk to SEC from time to time when people try to pump stocks and all that, I never have something to fear. Like I would, uh, I would love for the SEC to call me on this. I would record the conversation and play it for you guys because this is just hardcore research. And I have to be honest, I do this hardcore research probably once a week or once every other week for like six to eight hours. And a lot of times what I get from that is nothing. It's not always going to be the stuff that you always like are going to find um answers but you can but it's like this is a whole maze it's it, the, like another company i've been doing a lot of research on and you guys are gonna want to know <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. get the press release ready <laughs> I, I i i didn't buy this one yesterday i did not buy it i bought smile direct i mean i bought oh shit i bought xbox a bunch yesterday i did not buy this one which i'm gonna say smile direct i've been doing a lot of research on smile direct but i don't have my conclusion yet on it so okay. i'm not done i'm trying to look at um, as the dental practice gets back in business, yeah. what's going to happen um, to the stock? But right now, I have not. So they're not going to announce a COVID play in five minutes. I, I don't. <laughs> that's also that's Smile also direct. We're, we're right there. We're you know we're fixing your teeth. We might as well test you for COVID at the same time. Well, do you want to <laughs> you want to know why I'm saying Smile Direct? I just want to tell you why. And this guy in the by the way, thank you for all those donations to the team. That 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 means a lot, guys. Uh, tell God that's amazing. But I don't even know how that works. I don't know if they get the money. I don't know but how it works either. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all through YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We can. It's through the YouTube thing. Oh, we can. So, so Fabio, you're going to lose money at Smile Direct in the short term for sure. But if anyone else has this issue, I do. Earpods. 
I have the new Apple iPods. I have the old ones. They do not fit in my ears. They fall right out, okay? And they, they fit for five minutes and they fall out. What, what does this have to do with Smile Direct? Smile Direct is an expert at taking imaging of your mouth to make you know mouth guards or whatever to bring your teeth. I want them to make custom ear pods by taking an image of your ear, okay? I want, I want to find a company that you could pay to get custom. Everyone uses their phone to listen to stuff. Their wife gets mad. The music's on. No ear pods fit in my ear. I have these messed up ears. I don't know why, but that's what my dad gave me. Uh, I appreciate him, but the ears didn't work out so well. And so I want someone to make custom ear pods where they fit to your ear. So that's my idea for Smile Direct or for someone else that is in the game of like taking an image of your ear or mouth or something. I know it's so, you guys are probably thinking it's the dumbest idea, but I've been interviewing people. There are so many people that the ear pods do not fit in. And would I, would I, my friend, my dentist friend determined that I should go to an audiologist who makes hearing aids and they could do that. Well, that's really inconvenient. There needs to be like the, the Warby Parker of ear pods that make them custom for your ear. So I'm trying to find that play. I don't have that play yet, but that's the research. And these guys like, like Jason, you should have just stopped at Expa, but that's where I'm going at with this next thing, but I don't have the answer for it yet. That's okay. Awesome. All right. Well, we just hit a, a, a bucko two in Expa. So I think we should wrap it up here. Unbelievable segment. There's a hundred percent winner brought to you by Jason Rasnick. I, uh, I can't believe it, Jason. Uh, so Jason Rasnick is the founder of our company. He's the CEO of Benzinga. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us today and giving us. Uh, Thank you for having me. You can yeah. follow me on Twitter at Jason Rasnick, J-A-S. They're going to get a thousand followers. R-A-Z-N-I-C-K. I wouldn't mind you guys saying some nice things to me on Twitter. I feel good because usually people are just tearing me apart. I have the, I still have the, the, the screenshot of when, and this is true, uh, true story, when Amazon launched AWS, I wrote for real money back then, street.com. I said, buy it because they're diversifying. And I was, someone told, someone wrote on the Yahoo message boards that I should be hung because that's the dumbest thing ever. Amazon's gonna go bankrupt because they diversified out of retail. I, I started listening to that feedback and I sold my Amazon shares at 40 bucks. So that was really good. But um, so this time I got this right. Give me some shouts, it'd be nice. But thank there you right. go, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. And um, if you want to chat, I'm going I'm to hang out a little bit um, in the Benzinga Pro chat room after this. Um, so pro.benzinga.com because I know Spencer closes. Thanks for having me. Hope you guys yeah. enjoyed the profits on Expa. Love you. This was amazing. Um, wish you luck. And, and most of all, happy Memorial Day. And if you ever want to get a hold of me, my email is jason at benzinga.com or I'm also on LinkedIn. We're looking to hire some more people on our team that can find stocks and opportunities for this. So let us know if you know anyone. And I know they need some more like show producers to help Spencer. Let's, let's, let's take this to another level guys. Keep it up and love you. Oh, Den Joel's not even here. He didn't even see any of this. No, well, Joel, Joel saw the beginning of this, but then he, he saw uh, it. He's, he's I, 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 I think he saw, I think he, he, he saw Jason. <laughs> he ran for the hills. He's coming. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> I think you're right. And I want to save the chat. And then whoever does the edit, I want them to pull out the expo. Yeah. And a live feed of the news coming out four minutes later. Yeah. yeah. I'll take care of it. Yeah, unbelievable. Crazy. All right. Thanks a lot, Jason. All right. All right. Thanks guys. Have a good day. And I'll thanks, talk to you guys Jason. later offline at or Benzinga Pro. All right. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up here, Dennis. Thanks to everyone who joined us today in our chats. Uh, thanks to Jason Rasnick. Catch a replay of this show on YouTube or on our podcast. Please remember today of all days that all the information from this show is meant to be used <laughs> as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Friday. Remember, we're off on Monday, so have a good weekend. And wherever you are, stay safe out there.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.